This is the Criterion Podcast. Hello, everybody. As always, I am humbled by the uh, attention that you are giving to this podcast. We really appreciate you guys stopping by. And yeah, I'm hoping that these episodes are giving you as much value as we intended this whole podcast to do. Um, Moving along, (laughs) I just have one quick announcement for you guys and uh, it's a it's a really good one. ZSB, Zapara School of Business over there on our campus, they're going to be having a grand opening of their escape room on May 24th. The theme is Space Cadets. It's an opportunity for students to get together with their friends and have a good time while working together in a unique environment to strengthen their bond. Follow ZSB Escape Rooms on Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat for updates and the chance to win free tickets. <laughs> Don't miss your chance to be the first to experience the escape room. So guys, now without further ado, let's get into the episode. Wait, you drink you drink coffee? Audio. You drink coffee? Yeah. Black, black coffee. Yeah, usually I... Bro, I've been like... I've been kind of going on a curve. I I, I usually drink coff- black coffee as well, but I've been. Like, I think that black coffee is like the only way to drink it because like that's how you get the that's how you get the flavor the of like what was flavor. brewed. Yeah. You know, like the beans where they came from, all that. Because like all those other additives, they just like add flavor. And I yeah. think when you're talking about drinking coffee, it's like these are the beans yeah. that I'm drinking. Wait, know, are you are you like juice. coffee head or something? No, not at all. I don't drink coffee a lot, but when I do, it's like I like to have the natural. That sounds like something a coffee head would say, though. Maybe I am. Uh-oh. Shoot, I don't know. Uh-oh. Okay, so I guess we're live, right? All right. What's up, guys? Welcome back. Today we are doing our live shoots at 3 p.m. as opposed to last week where we did 12, but we're still experimenting with this. I hope there's even people here now watching besides Nico. What's up, Nico? Shouts out to Nico for helping us with this episode. But today we have Joseph Ramos coming in to join us for a conversation about environmental friendliness and um, yep. how to kind of treat the earth better. Yeah. Yeah. By treating ourselves better too. Mm. So Joseph is a communications major, uh, specifically in public health, and he's also public relations. Public relations, yeah. excuse me. I don't know why I said that. It's not even <laughs> under the communications. No worries. Public relations, PR. PR. Oh, what? What made you like want to get into PR? Um, well. Before I was a PR major, I was doing environmental studies at Pacific Union College. Um, When I went up there, I never had plans to go to college before um, when I was in high school. It wasn't until a year after I'd graduated that Mm. I was convinced by one of my youth pastors, uh, Aaron Reniker. Uh, He attended PUC and he had kind of convinced me to look into it and look into the school. And I I had always been a big nature person, like ever since I've grown up, like since I was really little. And um, that was one of the main things that caught my eye about that school. So when I went, I chose to do something uh, based on the environment, Mm -hmm. which was environmental science. So you didn't, you 
didn't want to go to college or you were thinking about I just, maybe I, I never working? really had, I just, yeah, I just thought, you know, that college was never really for me. I just didn't have those big aspirations going out of high school. You know, I was just mainly focused on graduating high school and I didn't have those bigger dreams of like going to college and graduating. Mm. I didn't really know what I wanted to do, honestly. But um, when I was up there, I was focusing on environmental studies, but I I came to learn that science was not my forte. Mm. (laughs) And um, so I ended up doing like kind of bad. My grades had kind of slipped. I'll just being honest, you know. Um, So when I transferred, um, when I came here to La Sierra, I was looking for something new, you know, I was kind of looking, mm-hmm. well, let me explore some different options. And when I had come to the orientation day, yeah. I had sat down with some of the professors from the communication department. I told them about um, what I really kind of wanted to do, which was something that was involved in environmental protection. Mm-hmm. And I told them about my experience with science classes and how they weren't really for me. And one of them had suggested doing something like PR, yeah. which was, you know, communicating a message to a public about Mm. something I was passionate about or something that I wanted to support. Um, And so they suggested going into communication and maybe focusing on PR or strategic communication. Mm. I picked PR. And um, the first year I came here, the first couple quarters, those, um, those classes that I took, Mm -hmm. that's when I realized like, yeah, this is, this is more my style. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. uh, more than sure, there's a fun story within that to see how you how you became the president of Environmental Club. But mm-hmm. we'll we'll touch on that later. Yeah, uh, you were mentioning coming into uh, La Sierra as a transfer student. Mm-hmm. What were kind of like your first impressions of La Sierra? Oh well, um, I don't want to be uh, too honest. <laughs> because I know there's probably some uh, people listening um, that are big haters on PUC because I know there's kind of a rivalry that goes on. But um, I definitely think that this school has a lot more to offer um, education-wise. The professors mm. that I was able to connect with my first year um, really gave me a ton of insight and proved to be a real good resource for me um, just about anything. Yeah. you know. And so I really appreciated that much. Obviously, um, PUC was a much more nature-based school because it's on top of a mountain, you know, so there was forests all around the campus basically. So I'd actually spend most of my days while I was up there um, just exploring what was around the Mm. campus rather than what was in the campus. Mm. So when I came here, I did miss that a little bit. You know, I didn't have a big nature aspect around this school because right in the heart of Riverside, you know, metropolitan area. So there's not much to offer that much. But as far as the campus goes, I mean, this whole campus is basically an arboretum. You know, there's a ton of different kinds of trees, which I thought was really cool. So, I mean, but when I got here, I kind of shifted my focus from my hobbies, which was going out hiking in nature and Mm. just focused more on my education. And I found that La Sierra had a lot more to offer uh, in that sense, than mm. PUC, at least for me personally. So, so you, you like spending your time in nature and experiencing, sort of. Is, is it the scenery, or is it just like the feeling of it's, being out? It's everything. Yeah. The the feeling, the um, the connection. You know, the just the natural environment. You know, mm. there's one thing about you know being surrounded by buildings mm-hmm. than surrounded by trees and a nice right. breeze and fresh air rather than smog and ton of people and concrete, mm. you know what I'm saying? That's just more of my environment right. just because of the way I grew up. So. Now, would you say that that aspect kind of sh- shifted the way that you started to care about the environment? Definitely, yeah, because um, 
I mean, one thing about being in a big city-based area, you know, if I'm stuck up on a mountain, I'm mm-hmm. not going to think too much about um, how it might be being affected by mm-hmm. the people around it. But when I came here, it's like, yeah, I got to think a little bit more about how, wow, all of these cars, there's more yeah. cars around me, you know, whatever, things like that. Yeah. Um, it just gave me a much more professional sense when I came here of mm. focusing on the education aspect of it. Mm. I mean, nature is always going to be a part of my life no matter what, you know. Um, but when I came here, it was more of that focus, you know, being focused mm. on school and how I can grow myself uh, through education to be able to pursue that passion right. in the future. Right. Now, you you mentioned you mentioned kind of your upbringing about... Mm-hmm how that played a role in your your kind of care for the natural uh, outdoors and trees and stuff. No, I'm just kidding. I, I probably should not say that. It's kind of like, anyways, anyways. <laughs> um, can, you, can you tell us that story about how you kind of went in, uh, how your upbringing kind of affected your, um, your, process of becoming president of the environmental club? Yeah, definitely. Um, so as a kid, I grew up a lot, um, taking a lot of uh, trips outdoors, mm. you know, every summer I, I remember going, uh, camping, you know, my dad, we'd go to Yosemite a lot or different national parks and stuff like that. So as I grew up, I, my father kind of really instilled that into me about the importance of nature. Oh, was your dad like, um, uh, outdoors yeah definitely That's so awesome. um he was in the marine corps okay and so um he he loved to be outdoors too i oh, think wow. that's where it kind of comes from from me yeah. is like that spirit of him kind of you know continued on through me and he <laughs> that's why i'm saying he really taught me a lot mm-hmm. on a deep level about mm-hmm. how the nature around you can impact you and how we should appreciate it mm-hmm. and how we should spend certain points in our life you know immersed in it mm. to not forget about it you know this might be a left field question but okay. did I'm ready. were you like taught any outdoor skills like how to build a fire from scratch oh, yeah, or definitely i That's mean awesome. my dad always used to tell me you know um if you can't survive like in the wild like what's the point of you surviving anywhere else, you know? Mm. Cause it's like, I mean, that's the root of us as humans. You know, mm. we grew up on this earth learning how to survive from it, learning how to live with it. Um, and so, yeah, definitely, you know, building fires, mm. building forts, putting up tents, all those kinds of things, you know, as a kid. And of course it was super fun, Yeah, you know, how to do your laundry in the river, how to navigate, you know, yourself, how to uh, even interact with animals, yeah. you know? So yeah. it was really cool. Yeah. I loved it. I had a great childhood growing up in nature. Could you point out like one of the biggest takeaways that that you see kind of fits in your life right now that your dad kind of taught you? Yeah, so um, uh, the impact, like Mm -hmm. your personal impact. You know, one thing you learn about as you grow up, if you ever go to national parks and stuff like that is, you know, reducing your impact. And, you know, so that is something that really stuck with me that still sticks Mm -hmm. with me today that I try and influence other people. You know, it's like even if you're in a metropolitan area, you know, there's still nature all around you, you know, the Mm. biggest thing that we can do, um, as young adults, as older adults, as young children is really just to reduce our impact. I mean, it's a win-win for everyone. And it's something that I think, um, everyone should really kind of pursue in their Mm. life, you know, to reduce their impact in any way, whether it just be like throwing a wrapper on the floor or, 
you know, driving your car less, you know, from smallest scale to the biggest scale, you know. Mm. And it's well, all about that respect for yeah. the nature is kind of where it comes from. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, do you feel like that? I mean, I, I, I might be wrong on this, but people might hear campaign slogans or whatnot out when they are just living about how they should reduce their impact, how mm-hmm. they should uh, recycle, you know, all these cliche things about yeah. saving the, the earth and whatnot. How can you differentiate like the shallow versions of those messages and actually showing someone that all this stuff does matter and that they, they should really take like full actions towards kind of helping the, the earth? Yeah, I think one of the reasons why people um, might see it as cliche messages or Mm. maybe they don't take it really seriously is because they've never seen the actual impact Mm. or consequences for themselves, you know, because people can grow up in the city for their whole life, not growing up with nature. And, you know, they just don't really care about those kinds of impacts because they don't see how it truly affects um, someone, whether it be the nature itself through trees or animals or anything like that. Um, so when you bring it down to a very personal level with people, Mm. then they start to get the understanding of, wow, so the things that I do, uh, really do make an impact because it's not just me. It's like all of us, Uh, everything that we do is it adds up, you know? So what I do plus what you do combined, uh, could make a bigger impact. Mm. And if people don't realize that kind of perspective about it, they'll never really understand the true, uh, impact that they have, you know? So they'll, they'll never gain that understanding of, the importance of what they do on an everyday basis and how it really affects the world. Mm. Yeah. So, well, you, if that answers your question. Well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you, you totally, uh, you have that, that perspective of, um, like why this stuff matters, but what's, what would you say is something about in, uh, about the environment that people overlook? Something that they overlook, mm, I think they, I think they overlook a lot. Because, mm. like I said, you know, there's so many other things that people view as important in their life, uh, and I think for a lot of people, nature is not one of them. Yeah. And that might be because of the way they were raised, because, mm. like I said before, because they don't know how it impacts the world. Um, but I think that if people if people just started to really see that understanding just through education, you know, mm. um, whether it be through book education or yeah. through going outdoors and educating yeah. yourself and really, like I said before, taking it on to a personal level, um, they'll never overlook it because they, they have so many other important things in their life, you know? And so I think that's mainly why they overlook it is because they're fo- just focused on other things, you know? Mm. But if you can have that in the back of your mind, like say I do right. because of the way I was raised, then it's a much more prevalent thing throughout mm. your daily routine to really remember and reduce mm. your impact and think on a, a daily basis, you know, what, what can I be doing better? Yeah. Not just for myself, yeah. because I feel like a lot of times nowadays people are just really selfish, you know, yeah. all they care about is themselves. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, not doing it to anyone directly, right, but right, right. yeah. Just and in, in, general, in, in general, yeah. So <laughs> I think people just need to have that understanding more. Mm. Now, do you feel like the place that you are with kind of your perspective on environmental work and help, like, do you feel like that's unique or do you feel like everyone should have that same mentality going forward? If it was a perfect, if it was a perfect world in my eyes, I think 
everyone would have that mentality mm. because there's just so much. I mean, for me, like, for example, you know, on an everyday basis, like I know Hannah last week was talking about wellness, you know, right. um, how can you do things on a daily basis to, you know, better yourself on a mental, physical and spiritual level. Mm. I think that if everyone had that kind of mentality, like I and so many other people do that I know personally on this campus that share the same values as mm-hmm. I do, mm-hmm. they would just have such a, a, a better internal kind of peace, you know, if they knew, yeah. if they immerse themselves, if they knew about nature, if they knew about their environmental impact. Because like I said before, you know, if we try and reduce our actions as much as possible and caring for the earth, it's a win-win. Mm. It's a win-win for the earth. It's a win-win for us because our environment is better. Mm. Um, you know, there's so many proven studies about how just our environment around us affects um, our stress levels, our, you know, mm. everything like that. So I think it's in a perfect world, like I said, everyone would have those same values because it would better their lives because they would have that understanding. Mm. I think that's, I mean, that, that's powerful. And as it plays out, you you guys on the environmental uh, club have been putting together some really great events. And, uh, yeah, we've been trying. Yeah. yeah. And is there any like one particular event that kind of like stuck on your mind that you felt kind of was really impactful? Yeah. So um, there's been a couple of things that we've... Um, done here on campus mm. one of the biggest things i i thought was really impactful even though at the time we had a small group doing it um was there's this little hill that i'm sure everybody knows about um right behind the library um there's like a, a bench up there and there's a few trees and like an old fire pit um but one day we just had a group of like four people about four or five people and we went up there and just cleaned it all up that whole hill oh. and um the thing I remember the most with the people that were with me is they, they said, I had no idea that there was this mm. much trash up here, mm. you know, because you walk past that kind of stuff every day. You don't think about it because you're focused on something else. But when you collect all of that and you put it together and you see how much trash there was on mm. that hill, then you gain that perspective. Like I said, you know, it's like, wow. And so, yeah, that was something that was really impactful. And um, one of the things we're doing this week mm. um, People will probably be listening to this on a Thursday, which is the last day we'll have to do our recycling raffle. Um, just trying to get people into that mindset, you know, like yeah. what can I do on an everyday basis? Yeah, that's yeah. really easy. You know, there's literally sure. like no excuse not to do it. And that can make a really positive impact, not only to your campus, but to the rest of the world if everyone was to kind of do the same thing. And so we're trying to reward people um, by taking those kinds of actions, mm-hmm. you know. So, which is one of the reasons why we're having our raffle, and these are some of our Speaking prizes of right here. Rewards. Yeah. So, uh, for those that are listening, we have a few. Are 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 these all of the contests? Uh, yeah. So there's three items right here that yeah. we're going to be rewarding folks with, and like I said before, that recycling raffle. The only thing you have to do is bring in a single bag of recycling. That can be a Walmart size bag; doesn't have to be a trash bag. Mm-hmm. Um, but you bring in one bag, and it enters you for a chance to win one of these. Uh, a couple reusable water bottles, which is great. Obviously, uh, reducing the amount of plastics that we use yeah, yeah. is something super easy that we could all do. Um, so being able to give people that opportunity to win something like this mm-hmm. um, is definitely Definitely something that we thought would be cool as well that's as a awesome. solar yeah. powered uh, phone charger. Um, that's just pretty awesome all around. Yeah, I mean, sure. who would say no to that, you know? So, <laughs> so uh, well, getting right back into kind of the stuff that you guys do at an environmental club, um, do you, 
what was the story of getting into the uh, the president's <laughs> a president's spot? I, I know it's kind of like held into a high regard, yeah. but what made you like what were, were kind of like your your thoughts and motivations when um, trying to kind of get into the environmental club and the president? Yeah. So um, when I first came into this club, um, I wasn't the president, obviously, mm-hmm. but I saw. Um, the team and kind of what it is that they had strived for. And as soon as I came into this campus, I, I kind of had this really powerful motivation to uh, try and become a leader. So when I ran for president and ended up being elected, I thought that, uh, you know, it could be the best way for me to lead a, Mm -hmm. a group of students to share the same values that I have and try and influence people in a positive way. Um, that could just make an impact, you know, because I think as university students, you know, we're supposed to be educated. We're supposed to take those extra steps to try and make a positive impact in our society and to our natural environment and stuff like that. So that's what really motivated me to kind of uh, lead in this club. Um, It's just been a little bit difficult because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's hard to really get out there if you don't have a really big team or, um, if we're all staying super busy, you know, it's like, yeah. it's hard to get, you know, that group of people together. And so um, for anyone that's out there listening right now, you know, if you feel like you share these values, if you hold that importance of um, nature in your life or anything like that, or just trying to make a positive impact in society and in the world, um, Environmental Club is for you. You know, you can follow us on our Instagram page. It's at uh, La Sierra Environmental Club. Yeah. You know, and you can just be a part of the solution. If anything, it's a place where we can all kind of come together and just talk about things, you know. Yeah. And it's just as a team, which is something that you can really scale up as well. You know, if we're looking at a a smaller scale, like what a campus can do, if we have a Mm -hmm. big team on campus in the environmental club, we can make a bigger impact. And it's the same thing if you were to upscale it Mm -hmm. on a global level. The more people that are involved in it, the better and bigger impact that we can make. Um, So I just want to say to anyone out there that's listening, if you share these values, if you want to make a positive impact, if it's something that you take seriously, especially in these days, um, you know, join us, you know, Mm -hmm. come uh, talk to us, try and make an impact, try and make a difference by doing things on your own university campus to influence your fellow peers around you to, to kind of make a positive impact. So that's all we're trying to do in this club. Yeah, it's a good thing. And, uh, right now, how, how many members do you have like active members? Um, right now we only have about four, four to six six. active members. But like I said before, because it's such a small team, you know, we're lacking in officers and stuff like Mm -hmm. that too. So it's really hard for us to organize big events. So the more people we have, the more things we'll be able to do, the more we'll be able to get out there, the bigger impact we'll be able to make. Um, So right now, like in all honesty, we're a very small group, um, which is why we're looking for more members to come Mm -hmm. and share those values and uh, try and make that difference with us, along with us. Now, do you guys stay local with your projects or do you guys kind of... uh, yeah. Like go. So uh, one of the things, like some of the big aspirations that I had first coming in as the president and coming into this year was to be able to not only make a inf- uh, difference on our campus, yeah. uh, but try and get uh, students involved with their city. 
Um, mm-hmm. So the city of Riverside actually made huge steps towards sustainability. Um, and so we want to get folks involved with that. One of the ways, Grid Alternatives, for example, they are an organization that provides uh, solar panels to uh, less fortunate families. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can provide that so they get that free are not free, but more sustainable energy and yeah. try and make an impact. And they're always looking for volunteers. So oh, wow. um, that was one of the things that I strive to do is um, not only if people wanted to take part in activities here on campus, but uh, if they wanted to get involved with bigger volunteer yeah. opportunities within mm-hmm. the city, not only that, but um, collaborating with the different clubs from different uh, campuses like UCR, um, Cal Baptist University, they all have environmental groups. And so if we were to have a big group of people here um, that could collaborate with the other universities yeah. within our city, um, think about how that would look to the surrounding cities. If they yeah. saw that these young um, university students were really banding together to try and make a real difference, you know, yeah. and that potential is there. Um, the, only, the only person that it's up to is us, you know, the opportunities are there. And... Um, yeah, that's one thing we can do if you join this club is that we can make that a possibility for students on campus to really get involved. So, Well, can you kind of break down like the process of coming up with a, a project or event? Like how do you guys kind of, um, how, how do you guys kind of hit the topics of environmental friendliness? So it's all about collaboration, you know, mm-hmm. um, Certainly one person can change the world, um, but a group of many people can change the world a lot faster, Mm. you know? So if we um, were to come together and just have discussions about, you know, what we read about in the news, maybe something that hit us personally that we see on an everyday basis, and then just really kind of collaborate about that and then try and talk as a team of like solutions or uh, activities or way that we can uh, bring that, shed some light on those kinds Mm. of um, things that are happening. So it it all starts with collaboration because a lot of it, uh, some of it has just been through my ideas. You know, a lot of it has been through collaboration with the group members that we have or students on campus or even people that work within our city. Mm. Um, That's where it all comes down to is collaboration, Mm. you know. So when we come together, we bring these ideas and then we find solutions. That's how we can change the world, basically, you know. I feel it. Yeah. So... This might be a broad question, but I just wanted to get your kind of mindset on this. Like what, what is kind of like the biggest issue that you see happening in, in our community regarding, um, uh, regarding, I want to say like, well, yeah, just what's, what's one of the biggest problems that you see in our community? In so specifically, um, when I think about Riverside, mm-hmm. and I'm sure what a lot of other people think about when they think about Riverside mm-hmm. is traffic. You know, yeah. so many cars on the road. Yeah, definitely. And so it's like there's easy solutions, you know. Um, if a group of people that were going the same way took one mode of transportation instead of several others, not only would it reduce traffic, uh, but it would also reduce CO2 emissions or carbon emissions from vehicles and stuff like that, you know? So, um, another thing like that is, um, stuff that's going on in our local areas, uh, water usage. Um, obviously it's super hot here in the city of Riverside as well as, you know, droughts that have happened in California. Um, so that's one thing that you can do as an individual, Mm. you know, is just reduce your water usage. Um, and if we had 
one person reduce their water usage versus a thousand people that reduce their water usage. I mean, think of the impact that we yeah. could make, you know? So I definitely think, um, you know, uh, emissions from vehicles is one thing that's really prevalent here because of all the traffic. Um, water usage is another yeah. big thing. So, uh, but there's, there's a ton of things and it really doesn't matter what's more important in the city mm. because if everybody focused on everything that they could do in every city, I mean, the difference that we could all make it would be enormous. Yeah. And like I said before, it all comes down to just that um, self-discipline, yeah. you know, being able to just consider that and think of that on a daily basis and know that it's important. And if everyone had that mindset, everyone would automatically reduce their impact, which could lead to a huge positive mm. difference mm. in our city and in our world. So, Now, what do you think is like, what do you think is going wrong like why why don't people receive these messages why don't they take action i think it's just because i mean i think in honesty mm. i do think that it's in going in a positive direction mm. you know from what i've seen it's a lot more people are starting to kind of wake up to that impact because they they're starting to really feel the consequences um on their daily lives like with climate change mm. for example like every single year is a new uh, record hot year yeah, from the yeah. past, you know? So, and that's just like scientific fact. And people are really starting to see that because it's affecting them. So now that it's starting to affect people on a personal level, they're starting to realize what the problem is. And then, so they're able to get educated about yeah. it and then start to try and make a difference, mm -hmm. you know? So I don't think that people or that it hasn't, it's not really being transmitted to people because I think that it is going in a positive direction. But like I said before, the more we can kind of come together and spread the message, the faster that education will happen inside of people and the quicker we can make a positive difference. So, so, so yesterday it was Earth Day. Yeah, it was. And uh, kind of the idea of Earth Day has... By the way, Earth Day is every day. There's yeah. no one Earth Day. <laughs> Earth Day is every day. Coming from the president of yeah. the Environmental Club. Hashtag it up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, with that same, um, with that same concept, why don't you think uh, Earth Day, like, why don't you see people caring about the Earth uh, in the same fashion? Every day, because does it take does it take a lot out of a person to take action and to yeah. to make impact? Or no, is it I something mean it, that's, it doesn't. That I, you it, could just do. Today? Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> it's something that we could all do every day. Mm. You know, it doesn't take much thinking. It's it, there's no effort in it at all. Yeah. You know, it might be a little bit more self discipline and it might be a little less easy. You know, because you have to make better decisions and be more conscious about it. But it's not difficult. Mm. You know, and like I said before, is that I feel like people um, might not be making a difference or might not be caring so much because it doesn't affect them on a personal level. So they just like everything, you know, if it doesn't affect them, you know, why are they going to take interest into it? Why yeah. is why are, why would they why would they care about it? Yeah. So if we can really just open people's eyes mm -hmm. about how it is affecting them and not only affecting them today, but how their choices today will impact them in the future or affect their yeah. children in the future. Yeah, when you bring it down to that personal level, then it's easy for people to make those decisions, to make yeah. better choices for themselves and 
for their environment. Yeah, that's that's wise. That's yeah, that's so it's it's really easy. So do you do you see anything positive that has been happening around here, around the area, in the community? Yeah, um, as I've been in classes, mm-hmm. for example, um, whereas before, I, I mean, I could even say from my freshman sophomore year to now my super senior year, like I've yeah. I've seen an increase in people having interest in the environment mm-hmm. or really caring more about little things like you know how they can reduce their impact Mm -hmm. i mean i see tons of people nowadays walking around just for example small example with reusable water bottles Mm -hmm. you know and that's great that means that people whether they realize it or not they're doing something a lot better by refilling that bottle every day instead of using plastic bottles um so yeah i think like i said before it's definitely the trend is going up about people that care for the environment and so the only the only thing that motivates me to continue doing what I'm trying to do is just to speed up that process right. because, I mean, the faster we can get to work on solving these issues, mm. I mean, like I said, it's just going to be a win-win for everybody. Mm. So. so just going back to your the environmental club, yeah. you guys have a lot of events um, happening here and there. What what's the what's the next focus? What's the next event or maybe a current event that's happening? Um, so one of the things that we really want to do before the year ends is try to get as many people as we can together from different parts of the university to have a campus wide cleanup mm. to really spend take a day, whether it be out of the weekend or maybe throughout a week where it's kind of challenging people in a way to just clean up our entire campus. You know, not only that, but um, we also are planning to do more hikes. Like uh, I know everybody has probably hiked Mount Tubit Mm -hmm. uh, right behind the mountain, but you know, just anywhere and everywhere you go, just clean it up. You know, Um, there's lots of different organizations out there. I know there's one is called um, Four Ocean. I think that's what the name is. Uh, But it was literally started by a couple of surfers who, um, were just tired of seeing pollution in their oceans. And they literally started an organization where people are literally cleaning up oceans and beaches by hand Mm. um, to get rid of that. Because not only does it affect the nature, but people have to realize that this kind of stuff affects wildlife, Mm -hmm. you know? So um, it can be deadly to them, whether they ingest it, whether they get trapped in it, you know, they're dying from it. Mm -hmm. And we're responsible for that. So if we really kind of take that to a personal heart and make an effort to try and just uh, make our environment more clean, yeah. uh, that's a step in the right direction. So that's some of the things that we have planned for the rest of this year yeah. is to um, really try and have students come together where they can challenge themselves or we can challenge them um, to really just, yeah, do some yeah. easy things like that, just cleaning up the campus, making it a nicer area, you yeah. know, so. Now let's shoot to Nico. Did you have any maybe since we're live those that are listening uh maybe any questions nico step up yeah we got some questions one question was asked by ketia something that you kind of touched on but we'll just ask it Um, what's up ketia what inspired your love for the environment yeah so i kind of went into this at the beginning of this podcast was that um the one of the things that really brought this love of nature and the environment into me was the way i grew up um always being outdoors um i would always be out in nature going uh, camping hiking all this kind of stuff and i learned to just love it and so when i was out there and i would have this love for these 
you know, wild animals and these wild plants and trees and all that, when I would see things like pollution, you know, that, that would really bother me, you know, because it's like people are just so careless. You know, how are you going to be so selfish and to leave some trash on something that's so natural and beautiful, you know? So that, that's what brought my love was just the, uh, the way I grew up and um, how I was in, immersed into that environment that really brought that personal connection to me that um, makes me want to protect it now like it's it's one of my own you know because it is I mean we all come from the earth so yeah so that's that's what uh, inspired that love great question and we also got a shout out from Stephanie Cervantes to the CJ campus Oh, great. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, um, if there's anyone out in the CJ campus that wants to get involved with us too, follow us on uh, Instagram, maybe send us a direct message. Uh, if you know anyone out there on that campus that is uh, organizing just like we are and wanting to do some stuff like that, we'd love to collaborate. Because uh, like I said, we're, we really want to work hard to collaborate as young adults, as young university students to come forward and let the city know and the world know that you know, we're young and maybe we're millennials, but like we care about this earth and we want to make a difference. So if there's anyone out there on that CJ campus that wants to get involved too, uh, follow us on Instagram, send us a message at La Sierra Environmental Club uh, and let's work together. Let's get involved. Let's do it. Shout out CJ campus. Nice. So we, our last question is from uh, Darling Rojas. Oh, what's up, Darling? What can you tell us about hydroponics? H- hydroponics. hydroponics. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I know exactly why she's bringing that up. Uh, we had a class together um, recently. It was a digital design class, and uh, we had to kind of um, make this uh, ad kind of about um, something, and I chose to do it on hydroponics. So basically what hydroponics is is um, growing uh, food, um, different kinds of plants. Uh, it's a soilless-based gardening system, um, and it's used through uh, porous materials and water, um, and that's either through... Um, Uh, There's aquaponics and hydroponics, and there's just, it's a different way to grow plants um, without having to use soil. Um, So basically, like I said before, like with aquaponics, the nutrients comes from uh, a fish tank and the droppings from those fish actually like feed plants. And then that way they're not getting any nutrients from the soil. Um, They're just getting. And so the biggest part of uh, aquaponics and hydroponics is that it uses um, a lot less water, um, but it's still as just as effective. Um, So it's a great thing. I think lots of people I know the solar house. Um, which is right outside of the gates of the art department. If you guys have never been out there, you should go check it out. You can grow your own food there. Um, they just recently installed a aquaponic system that's connected to um, a solar panel. So it's 100% self-sustaining. And so they're growing plants just with porous rocks and fish out there. So um, if you guys ever want to check out exactly how that works, um, go out to the solar house, You know, touch base with me or whatever. We can talk about it. We'll show you exactly how it works. But um yeah, that's what that is. Thanks, darling, for that great question. <laughs> thanks, Nico. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate thank it. you, Nico. Shout out, Nico. Yeah, uh, thank you guys for interacting with us and asking these questions. If I mean, it means the world to us that you guys are watching right now and leaving our yeah, leaving your comments and interacting. Thank you so yeah. much. Uh, so, any any more plugs that you want to do you could plug it up yeah um i just want to make it real simple for everyone you know like being an environmentalist doesn't mean you have to be some kind of hippie you know it's not 
some kind of different lifestyle that makes you less cool. You know, if anything, it's something that we should all be doing on a daily basis, something that we should really be aware of because you just got to bring it down to a personal level and realize that, I mean, without nature, we would be nothing. And so if we get to the point where as human beings, we eliminate that, even though we know that we're responsible for it, we know that we can make changes to make sure that that doesn't happen. Like the consequences are, could be dire, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's our responsibility as young adults to really educate ourselves and learn how to influence others to really make this, uh, a big part of our lives. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said uh, at the beginning of the year on our Instagram page for the new year, I said, let's make uh, nature the biggest part of our lives this year. You know, so like I said before, if any of you guys share those kinds of values, you can um, follow us on our Instagram page, become a part of the club, you know, reach out to me, reach out to any of our members if you know them and uh, just get involved and let's really work hard as young adults, as students to yeah. make an impact, you know, because it would say so much to the world around us and we have all of the opportunity mm. to make a movement, you know, so let's really take that seriously and put it into our own hands and, and, get, and get serious, you know, let's, let's make a difference. Let's do it together. So last question that I, uh, I asked all guests that come okay. here, if you could have a gigantic billboard that says any uh, quote saying whatever and it's going to be seen by millions and millions of people what would it say and uh, why well it would say uh, our club motto which is just mm. think green live mm. green that's it that's awesome. simple as yeah. that that's what I would have it say yeah. yep well there you guys have it it's, it has been Joseph Ramos and we've been talking for uh a good few minutes but yeah i enjoy the time thank you man. yeah me thank too you for coming. thanks a lot hey guys thank you for checking out this episode of the criterion podcast i hope you enjoyed it and gained a lot of value from it now please go out and share this if you really found value from it um send it to a classmate or two and uh go over to instagram and follow us at criterion now